Cool. Live from New York, Saturday morning. It's good to see all you guys. It's the Prayer Revolution, your daily prayer podcast. I'm Doyal, here with my good friend and co-host Vera. And I'm really glad to be with all of you guys, all of our Zoomers tuning in. Michelle, Bryn, George, glad you're here, as well as all of us tuning in on Instagram Live. Um, we're just really happy that you're here. We start our morning and our days off with a prayer um, that Vera will lead us through, and then we spend uh, half an hour just discussing about what it means to connect to a higher, higher source, higher power, higher reality on a regular basis through the simple practice of prayer. Um, and prayer is not just five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening where I ask for something or this or that, but it's, it really is a moment to moment uh, wanting to connect to my deeper self and to a deeper higher source and to a deeper reality and that life is unfolding for me at every moment. But I forget that because I forget my divine connection and I forget the divine connection that every other living being around me. And so when I'm thinking of people as, you know, when I see people according to their material bodies and their mental designations, and I see myself according to my material bodies and mental designations, there's going to be some people that I love and think are the greatest people in the world because they looked at me lovingly and said something nice about my haircut. And there's people that I'm going to think are the worst jerks in the world because, you know, they don't look the way I think they should, or they said something, they didn't recognize, you know, something nice that I did. And I create this context of friends and enemies. And so we try to get past all of that. And we try to pray for divine consciousness and divine guidance and divine will. And there's nobody, nobody better at doing that for us than our good friend Vera. And so please, Vera, please, please lead us in our morning prayer. And then we will take it from there. Lead us in prayer and take it from there. That's our hashtag. That's our, that's our mantra. Lead us in prayer and take it from there. I love it. And also for all of us that are tuning in, um, we're, we're given an opportunity every day really to explore what it is that's pressing on your hearts and your minds. Mm. And Doyle and I, more than anything, we started this podcast for the community, for mm. people that were reaching out and asking for a spiritual perspective on life and, and just to share, you know, our journey and to be able to, sh you know, all of us to be able to share our journey together. So we encourage questions. We encourage your reflections, your insights. We learn from you just as much as we share. So um, please contribute and please, uh, yeah, please join in in that way. Please, please and, do. Yeah. And um, thank you, Doyal, for welcoming us and, and giving us an opportunity to connect. And for all of us that are tuning in right now, we're going to pause in our day, whatever it is we're doing right now. We're going to take just a few minutes. We're going to pause and start to connect to your breath. Start to connect mm -hmm. to nice deep inhales and exhales. You can close your eyes, find a comfortable seat or standing position wherever you are, just relaxing your body. <sighs> So letting go of that tension, letting go of that need to control and that need to be active in, in a doing state of being and just drop into just, just being, being in the present moment. Continue to stay connected to your breath. We are opening up a, a main line. We're opening up a powerful line of communication that's always available to us every moment of our day, every moment of our life to a higher power power that is greater than just our physical body, our mental intellectual capacity, something that charges us, that, that gives us life, that can help to connect us when we're, we're feeling uh, disconnected, can help us to be courageous when we're feeling fearful, a power that is beyond just our own capacity. And so we tap into that every morning and we have an opportunity to tap into that 
connection every moment of our life if we choose it. So opening our hearts, setting your own intention. What is it that you're seeking? Connecting to what's most important to you in your life right now. What is it that you're looking for in your life? What's most important to you to have clarity around, to have courage to face? What is that in your life? Let this prayer fuel that. This time that we're together today, let it be an investment in that connection. My dear Lord, today I pray to be your messenger, that my hands may do your good work, that my feet will move my body into loving service, that my eyes will see your beauty in all beings, that my ears will hear your message and deliver it with love and compassion to all whom I meet. Today, may our hearts be filled with your love. And as your messenger, may we distribute it freely with joy. Let us be filled today with your compassion, with your love, with your strength, with your beauty, with your tolerance, your patience, your gratitude, with all of your divine qualities. Let our hearts and our consciousness be filled with those divine qualities. And as your messengers, let us throughout our day today, throughout our life, let us carry those qualities. Let's distribute them through our actions. Let's distribute them through our words, through our thoughts of others and ourself. Let us fill ourselves up with prayer, with spiritual connection, with spiritual community, spiritual practice. And from that connection, from that fullness, Let's go into the world and let's distribute that freely. My Lord, praying that we can be surcharged today in these moments with your divine energy. We call out to your, your holy names. There's so many of your beautiful names and so many traditions. And we call out this great Hare Krishna mantra, calling out to your divine, beautiful form to engage us in your service. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good morning, sweet souls. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, DG. Grateful to see you. That smile, Baba, that smile, man. I just get a little dose of that smile. You're filling my heart up right now with beauty and with joy. It's like coming out of your prayer. It's like, it's like, it's like my little puppy dog. It's like the cutest and sweetest that he ever is. Is like when he's just waking up for a nap, he's like drowsy and like, he's got that like, just kind of cute sparkle in his eyes. So it's like coming out of a prayer with you. It's like, everything's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, coming out of a prayer and seeing you guys coming out of a prayer and seeing your, your faces and, and seeing people joining in on Instagram. Absolutely. Does it does that right. It, does, it somehow or other, it just, it puts me into the state and it works. It's just this test that we're experimenting with. We're experimenting with prayer. We're experimenting with spiritual life. We're on this journey, we're discovering and seeing actually what, what is it about this? You know, mm. what is it 
what is it what does it provide for me in my life what does it do when i'm mm. practicing steadily when i'm praying steadily when i'm coming and, and, and hanging out with you know bren and michelle and george and doyal and all you guys satya online all you guys online what happens i see Vraj tuned in too from new york what happens when we are practicing and putting ourselves in, in company of, of people that are trying their best to mm. live in integrity and live in values and principles and be compassionate in their life what happens when we practice mm. like that and uh for me it's basically it's the yeah it, it's i've been in the test and been in the experiment you know different parts throughout my life but steadily for the last 10 years and i just if i look back on my life i'm just a better person you know mm. i'm a happier person i'm a more fulfilled person mm. and that gradually is increasing as time goes on and and through service right and through that okay today not what can i get and yes of course there's so many things i need i need to do as duty as responsibility to take care of my mind my body my emotions and family etc like there are things that are, that i need to do need to be responsible for mm. and that everything can be in the consciousness of a messenger of a higher mm. power everything can be in the consciousness of an opportunity to serve, an opportunity to appreciate, an opportunity to be grateful, even if it is just the, the normal duties of work and the normal duties of, of family, et cetera. So seeing that, okay, that's, that's the meaning that I'm looking for in my life. That's the fulfillment that I'm looking for in my life. Mm. You know, so much is out of my control, but, I, but that I know. I know when I'm, I'm, I'm doing that inner work and, and I'm seeing that opportunity. It can be challenging sometimes, but I'm seeing that opportunity to serve i'm seeing that opportunity to give to be a messenger in whatever way that looks like the simple and the big ways mm. i'm happier because of it so that's beautiful uh, that was uh, Srila Prabhupada, who's uh, the teacher of our teacher when he was bringing some of these bhakti teachers from the west he was asked why have you come here you know it's like mm -hmm. in the 60s and 70s and all these spiritual swamis were making their way to india and and somebody said, and he was asked that question several times. And one time he was asked a question, he answered, he said, to, to remind you what you've forgotten. Mm -hmm. He just said, to remind you what you've forgotten, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, uh, I love, I thought of that when you were saying, uh, we're all messengers, mm -hmm. you know, we're messengers. And uh, so I, I like that. Thanks mm -hmm. for being, thanks for being a messenger. Reminded, yeah. reminded me what I, what I forget all the time. And I forget a lot, you know, yeah. I forget a lot yeah you know that, that's why it's daily right that's why we're doing the we're doing the podcast daily so we can remember we're, we're just trying to we're trying to stay on uh stay on pace stay on, on in, in the rhythm yeah definitely I mean, it's easy it's easy to, we live in a we live in a culture we live in a society we live in whatever it is that they're they're trying to make us forget you know it's like they're they're, they're laying it on thick you know to forget exactly who you really are and what's really what's really really important Mm -hmm. you know so it's not easy yes yes the whole world right right the whole world is like forget <laughs> forget you know that happiness is within happiness is not within happiness is external happiness is through gratifying these beautiful senses of touch and taste and what we see and what we smell and what we hear that's where and yes and there's truth to that right it's yeah. like and, and and, and, and it's not just the senses. It's not just the senses. It's the, it's the, the senses are vehicles for actually nourishing the heart and the soul. 
not just for gratifying the little nerve endings, the tingling that we get from sex and from drugs and from alcohol and partying and drinking and success and fame and all the different things, all the tingling of our nerves. Ooh, we get the little release of chemicals in our body. No, that's not what I'm looking for, man, because oh, that, that lifts me up and it drops me down and lifts me up and drops me down. And it's, it's, uh, it's so, it's, it's crushing. It's like being in an in a ocean. It's like being in an ocean with uncontrolled waves that are just smashing me, you know, lifting me up and breaking me down. And that I'm looking for, like you were talking about yesterday, we're looking for that, that spiritual heart, we're looking for that part of ourself that when we feed it and we nourish it, happiness awakens from within. Joy, gratitude, hope, courage awaken from within. And it's like an ever-increasing spring, an ever-increasing well that just, it just flushes more and more of that spiritual energy and quality throughout our body and our mind and our senses and our heart and our life. Yeah. I was, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were thinking of this phrase from the prayers of Queen Kunti in Srimad Bhagavatam that, that, that one can, my Lord, she's making, she, she's making her prayer. So the, the chapter, the whole section is called the prayers of Queen Kunti. Mm -hmm. She's teaching us what it means to actually pray with feeling. And she says that, uh, my dear Lord, said, you can easily be approached. You're easily to be approached by those who are materially exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was talking to somebody like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling materially exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, not just like I'm just tired and need a nap, but like I'm just tired of trying to squeeze out juice from something that's just already been squeezed. You know, that that that, that beautiful verse also from later in the Bhagavad Gita, Puna Puna's char with the charvananam, chewing the chewed. And so I was thinking, like I used to make kofta balls for the bhakti center for these feasts, and the way you make kofta is you have to shred vegetables, and so we would sometimes put potatoes and carrots or carrots and cabbage. I don't know if Instabred is still here, but he was working in our restaurant. He used to shred all the koftas and make koftas. You have Best to koftas in the world. Shred the vegetables. You shred these vegetables, and then you have to squeeze all the water out because you have to squeeze the water out from the vegetables because the water is there because then you mix it with basin flour, and it forms like a, like a batter kind of thing, and then you roll into balls, and you fry that. And then you, after you fry that little croquette, you make like a – you make like Get a spicy, me hungry, Doyle. Make a Get spicy me tomato sauce and you dunk it and soak in that tomato sauce and you put like fresh cilantro on it and then you serve it out as a dish. And so, AJ's got an Italian flag behind him. You're talking about making I think that's a, that's a Mexican flag. Mexican flag. Oh, sorry. He's like, come on. There's a Mexican just, flag, right, AJ? Trying, tr trying to give Doyle a shout out. What's the flag? J uh, I don't know. Something. He's got can, something back there. He's, he's repping. He's repping. Okay, Doyle, stay with you. You're squeezing out the water from the cabbage. Everyone's squeezing out the water from the vegetables. And so like, you got to squeeze it out. And, you, and when you first squeeze it, like a bunch of water just kind of extra uh, comes out. Because if you don't squeeze the water, then the water gets mixed in with your batter. Are we showing us there? It's some... Oh, Irish. Ireland. Irish. Ireland. I was AJ, like, yeah, please Sullivan. Me. Please Sullivan doesn't me. Sound, sound Italian nah. or... Nah. Mexican, nah, Irish. Not. He's got. He's Irish. Okay, good really, really, really failed that. Sorry. Good, about that, that. good that we failed that out. We, uh, we. He's not Mexican, Italian, or Irish. He's an eternal spirit soul. We're, we're yeah. trying. We're trying to ascribe material labels to him. He's trying to. He's teaching us. He's like, listen, guys. I tuned in to remind him that I'm not these things, and here you are telling me I am these things. So, anyways, so um, you guys squeeze. So when you squeeze the water, the water comes out. And at a certain point, you squeeze it, and there's just the water is. You know, at a certain point, there's no more water, and you, but you got to squeeze it harder to get every last drip. And at a certain point, there's just nothing left but dry starch. 
and rip and a rip biceps and triceps and rip biceps and triceps but it's like that's kind of like what we're doing with the material world we're trying to squeeze out some enjoyment at a certain point we just realize there's no more juice here there's mm. no more water but it's like we don't re- and we're just squeezing and we're just we're just crunch squeezing this dry starch trying to get some sort of juice out and for a lot of Mars and the Bhagavad that I've been saying, you're chewing what's already been chewed. You're squeezing what's already been squeezed. Like there's nothing there, but yet we just keep going back to it. And then the material exhaustion comes when it's like, you know what I mean? It, sometimes it comes when everything's taken away from me in my life and my, whether my wealth, my fame, my, and there's stories of that in the Shrim Bhagavatam, the beautiful story of the, uh, the Avanti Brahmana and the 11th Canto. We should read that story sometime. Or sometimes we have everything still and we realize, you know what? I, I have everything that I should have in my material life, but it's, I still feel empty. Mm-hmm. There's still something missing. Mm-hmm. And I'm squeezing all of it like tremendously, mm-hmm. but there's none of that, that juice coming out. It reminded me of there was this, uh, there was a Seinfeld skit where he was, he was talking about advertisements, you know, and it's like, you read, you, you listen, like, you know, Sprite, you know, obey your thirst was the, was a big, was a big, uh, a tagline campaign for, uh, campaign for sprite or nike just do it and you see people in nike and they're, you know, they're spiking volleyballs and they're slam dunking and they're surfing big waves and all this stuff and like drink sprite and he's like he's like i'm drinking sprite i don't feel any of that stuff and he's like <laughs> like maybe there's not enough ice in my glass you know it's like that's kind of the thing he's like maybe there's not enough ice in my glass you know like other i don't have the right size or you know what i mean it's like i there's this there's this false hope that's been sold to us that thinks when I get these things and we get these things mm-hmm. and rather than thinking like, Oh, I was just sold a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. We think, Oh, I just need to get another one. Or, I just need a little bit more ice in my glass, you know, mm-hmm. or I need, I need another, another drink or another serving or another more help, beautiful, you know? a more beautiful partner, more money in my bank, totally, you know, right? whatever it may be. Right. And Queen Kunti's selling like, no, you just have to become exhausted with the whole system. Like don't think that you got the wrong permutation of numbers like your material equation if you just move the pieces around you know what i mean it's not like a lottery where if you just put the right permutation like you think of like the lottery you know it's like 10 you know 50 million dollars to save and it's just like what are the right numbers to click that there's no material lottery Mm -hmm. there's no material lottery that would you get all the pieces just right you know and the trick the illusion is to think that you're so close you so I mean it's 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 actually it's actually something it's it's quite it's quite a, it's um um you know that that uh that 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 there's just there's just enough hope there's just enough hope to keep you going you know mm-hmm. what I mean but it never actually fulfills itself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so like we're left thinking just just enough hope in the material world you know to keep us to keep us to keep us going um but never quite be fulfilled in it. And so it's like, we have to, Raghunath, our friend and teacher Raghunath says often, he's like, there is no hope in the material world. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, have, we really have to lose material hope, but, and, and puncture the romance of the material world. And the, 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 the mark of the spiritualist, of the yogi, is that that material disillusionment doesn't lead towards depression and, and anger and bitterness and hopeless and, and, and utter hopelessness but it's a catalyst for spiritual, it infuses myself to seek something higher and something beyond. Mm-hmm. It's actually a spiritual hopefulness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, material hopelessness should lead to spiritual hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where, where, where bhakti begins. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and that's the message of the Bhagavad Gita, and that's mm -hmm. you know, that's the prayer we're all we're all making. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, Doyal. And I was thinking about uh, Sri Natji. I'm reading his uh, biography that mm -hmm. Stephen Rosen wrote for him, and Sri Natji. For those that don't know, um, I can't remember. I know his last name is Desai, but he. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a very, very, very successful businessman and industrialist in India. And he's somebody that, you know, materially speaking, he's like a king, you know, he's like one of the most wealthy, most influential people in all of India and has international kind of recognition doing business internationally, running major, major successful corporation. And he, he found, okay, that just by doing that, that's not going to satisfy him. It's not just through mm -hmm. business that, you know, just through accumulating wealth and power and influence, that's not going to satisfy him. And as he was seeking throughout his life, he was, he, had, he was a spiritual seeker and he came into contact with Srila Prabhupada. He came into contact with uh, Radhanath Swami, so many great teachers and, and, and saints and, and um, spiritual practitioners. He found that actually it was through using everything that he had been given, like that mm -hmm. his duty and his dharma in life was to be successful. That was actually for him to, to abandon that and just live in a hermitage or, or live in an ashram would not have been serving actually. But mm -hmm. for him to use all that influence, for him to use that power to help uplift people, to be charitable, to give back, to, to help people transform their consciousness and give people access to that through developing so many different initiatives that he, that he was a part of that all that material life, it became a catalyst and it became spiritual life. Everything he was doing, his business became spiritual. You know, his charity, everything that he was doing became mm. spiritual because he shifted his consciousness to see, how can I be selfless? How can I serve? This isn't just about me and about accumulating power for my own control and my own gratification, my own selfishness of what I want, and what I need and how I want to control this world and what I can extract and take from people. But how can I give back, you know, and how can I make a difference in the world and make a difference in people's lives by putting God in the center, by seeing, you know, a higher power in everyone's life, in everyone's heart, in every you know, and seeing the opportunity to be a messenger, right? Be a, an instrument of that. So it's amazing as we're, as we're navigating the material world, and Doyle, you, you hit it so perfectly, it's not just in the material. It's not just in extracting something for my own gratification, just for matter that I'm gonna experience fulfillment and happiness. But when I recognize this is a gift from a higher power, when I recognize this food that's been given to me, you know, I couldn't have it. You know, if it wasn't for mother nature, if it weren't for the seeds that I did not create, and that in gratitude, I offer that back, just the recognition, I offer that back in gratitude. It becomes spiritual. All my food becomes spiritual, right? The same thing in our relationships. I see first, Doyao, you're not just a dude with, you know, a body from California, you know, not just my, you know, right, you know? You know, AJ is not just like Italian, an Italian guy hanging out Italian, on his couch right Irish, now. Oh, no, Irish. sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. And, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that he's a spirit soul, right? You're a child of God, you know? And now when I look at my relationship through that lens, I'm still gonna hug you, right? It's, it's still material, right? I'm still, our bodies are still gonna embrace, you know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage you, I'm gonna appreciate you, I'm gonna be grateful for you, you know? And, mm. it's, and it's because I'm seeing a higher power, it's because I'm seeing that spiritual element, it spiritualizes the activity. And so it's something Bhaktivedanta Thakur, a great saint, um, 
in, in the Bhakti tradition talked about yukta vairagya, you know, and mm. being able to, yukta vairagya means literally to connect everything that we're doing, to connect it to the source, to be able to yeah. see the spiritual essence, be able to see that in everyone and everything, and to be able to use it in service and loving service of our higher power and of every person to help them awaken spiritually. So. Yeah, so beautiful. Someone said we got to get the Bhakti Avenger geography class going, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a spiritual geography class and figure out wherever it's from and what, what flags are associated with everyone. Yes, yes. Keep I, keep throwing your flags out wherever you're keep, from. We know you're not your body, but we we love to see where you're repping from. So. There's a there's a there's a there's a verse I should find it in the Bhagavatam that mentions that uh that that uh. That when we're those born in the material world, we 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 feel that our place of place of birth is a place of pilgrimage. That we find yes. we think this is the worshipable land of Southern California. Dallas Cowboys. When I was growing up, I thought California was the most blessed world place in the world. I was like, I'm so blessed to live here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like I, we feel that about you know. There's something special about where I'm from. But uh, but I, I wanted to read that. I was yesterday. I was reading this beautiful poem by Srila Prabhupada. We were mentioning him earlier. It's a poem that she, he wrote in 1958 when he was just a, 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 a nameless, no one sannyasi living in Vrindavan. He grew his whole life. He was a pharmacist. He was a businessman. He ran his own business. He had a family. And um, it all fell apart at a certain point in his life. It all, his business failed. Um, family relationships fell apart. And um, it was just like he just turned to God and he accepted the role of a sannyasi, of a monk, of a mendicant. No money no real residence other than just like a simple loaned room in this village of Vrindavan. And he was writing this poem. He was writing this poem and he was reflecting on all the people in his life, his family, his friends, his colleagues, everything, all these people. And he was like, you know, where has it all led me and where are they now? And he said, there's these two verses I wanted to read. He said, like the froth on the seawater mixes again in the sea. Maya or illusion, the, the circle of birth and death, Maya samsara's play is just like that. No one is mother or father or personal relative. Just like the sea foam, they remain but a short time. Just as the froth on seawater mixes again in the sea, this body made of five elements meets with destruction. How many bodies does the embodied soul take in this way? His relatives are all simply related to this temporal body. So even, even the relationships I feel like I have are so temperate, they're not real. But then he goes on to say something powerful. In the next verse, he says, but is not everyone your relative, brother on the spiritual platform? This, rela this relationship is not tinged with the smell of Maya or illusion. The Supreme Lord is the soul of everyone. In relation to him, everyone in the universe is the same. All are your relatives, brother, all the billions of jivas. When seen in relation to Krishna, they are all in harmony. Forgetting Krishna, the jiva desires for sense gratification and as a result is firmly grasped by maya. And so he's kind of like that somber look at the reality of the material world and that these relationships are temporary and that the familial bond I feel I have with some people is actually based on something unreal and temporary but at the same time i do have a special kinship with my relatives and my friends and my family because they've assisted me in my in this life to get to where i wouldn't be where i am today without them therefore i feel tremendous gratitude towards those relationships and i feel a natural 
human duty to reciprocate with that love. And I recognize that I am also bound to them in duty to assist them in that remembrance. And at the same time, that extension of spiritual connection goes beyond to every person in this world. And I could recognize that if I see myself as your brother or son or father or mother or sister or wife or husband, that relationship is going to come with tremendous joy and also tremendous pain when the break is there. But if I can see that relationship even beyond that, even more than that, that when this life comes to an end, when your life comes to an end, I release that control and I, and I surrender you to the hands of God. And I pray you well on your journey. And I'm grateful for the time we spent together. And I, and I wish all blessings in the continuation of your journey. And I'm grateful for all the blessings you've sent to me. It's, it's a way to lift ourselves out and to not ignore the relationships that we have, but also not get caught in the false sense of those relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening and reading this beautiful poem and prayer. I should, so we should read this whole prayer, Shri the Prabhupada, mm-hmm. at some point. It's a beautiful, beautiful poem. Mm-hmm. So thanks for reminding me, Vera. Thanks for reminding all of us. Any closing thoughts before we log off? Uh, we're all messengers today. We all, we're all postmen and postwomen. We've been, uh, we've been given... Given uh, Srila Prabhupada's message and Doyal Garunga Prabhu his message from his heart, and we're, we are all invested. We're invested with uh, pure spiritual energy. Let's take it, let's carry it into our days and deliver it yeah. online, in person. However, however, life is arranged for you right now, let's deliver that message of love, that spiritual message. Thank you. Thank you also so much for tuning in. We're here every day, 9 a.m. to 9.30. If you want to get on our live Zoom link, please write to us at prayerrevolution at bhaktisenter.org or go to bhaktisenter.org slash online to find our other podcasts offering online services. We'd love to stay connected with you. Please write to us regardless. If you just want to say anything, feedback, we'd love to hear from you. We love, love, love your comments and your feedback. So please write to us. We'd love to hear your impressions of the show and what you like and what you think we can do better. It's always helpful for us to know. Um, please tune in on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you stream your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Show us some love. It means a lot. Um, and we will see you all tomorrow. We're grateful to you. And we look mm-hmm. forward to, to tuning in again soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning Thank in. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for Have a blessed day. day. Take care. Hadi. Well, bye, Bryn, AJ, the Italian stallion, Michelle, George. What is that a family insignia on there, AJ? Or that's what I thought. That's why I thought it's your family seal. Yeah, that's why I thought it was the Mexican flag because I thought it was like the eagle or something. But it's got the, uh, it's got it's it's the Sullivan flag. Beautiful. Love you guys so so much. Take care. See you next time. Thank you, Bryn. Thank you, George. Thanks, AJ. I'm so glad to see you, Michelle. Bye-bye.